The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. It's time for our weekly TV and streaming spot and Joe Shea is joined by Grace McKeever from entertainment.ie. Joe, let's start with uh, Ryan Tuberty. As the Late Late Show comes back next Friday night, he says he doesn't see another 10 years in it from him. And that's for him. I suppose 10 years is a hell of a long time. He can change his mind over that period of time. Uh, but he's heading, could it be, towards a Gay burn style innings as the host of this programme? Yeah, well, Gay Byrne did uh, 35 years and Pat Kenny did 10 years. So Ryan Tuberty is, is you know, he's, he's, he's been there for a while now and he's, you know, it's his 14th year. It's funny because this all came out of the, uh, the RT uh, launch of the new season. And every year the, the likes of Tuberty and Claire Byrne have to go along. And, and it's one of the few times that they get kind of in, you know, in a room, so to speak, with a load of journalists. And they usually have to have a line about And with Tuberty, it's always like, how long do you see yourself, how far do you see yourself going with uh, the Late Late Show, uh, how long do you think you're going to be doing it? And, you know, he was honest and upfront about it. He's going to be 50 in May uh, next year. And he's saying that he doesn't see himself doing it for uh, for more than a decade. That could change, of course. One interesting point that he made for me was that Gay Byrne, he said he felt that Gay Byrne gave a lot to the... To Artie and to, and to the Late Late Show to the point where he, he kind of said that Gay maybe... F- felt that he'd missed out on t- important time with his family. But he also said that Gay, that Gay was in the era before mobile phones. So Gay at least got to switch off. Tuberty says he never gets to switch off. He's got his mobile phone and pe- he's always on. People are always contacting him. So interesting point to make. OK, I suppose you could argue, though. I mean, that's what comes with the pay and with the profile. Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. Uh, you know, he's, he's RT's highest earner, I believe. And I think you know, the, the did, most recent figures were just five yeah. grand short of half a million quid a year. Half a million quid a year, yes. So, yeah. So a, a lot of people would think well, for that kind of money, I would keep my mobile on all the time. Uh, it's it, He's highly paid. It's a high profile uh, position and uh, but he, you know he does the radio show as well during the day, so he he does he does work uh, I suppose six seven days a week. Five days a week. It's late, late Friday night now, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Five yeah. day week, Monday to Friday, weekends <laughs> off. You know, <laughs> good paying conditions. You know, full health cover, the whole lot. <laughs> Grace McKeever, as as a young woman in your twenties, are you a late late show watcher, or is it relevant to your generation? I dabble in it a little bit. It wouldn't be something that I bookmark every Friday evening now, but I do think it's a bit interesting how, in his statement, he referenced kind of navigating the current climate, quote unquote, um, and he said for this season going forward, he hopes he can do a little bit better. And you kind of get the feeling that maybe things like his interview with Jamie Lee O'Donnell, where he got a lot of backlash for asking about her age and she kind of had this conversation with him. You kind of wonder, is that also... Was that not a fair question to ask, given that she was playing somebody significantly younger, a schoolgirl? I mean, I think there can be arguments for or against. I think it's pretty harmless, all in all. Um, But... You know, it's kind of a minefield. I think we've referenced that before, this current climate. And so I wonder, does that have an impact on his decision as well? Uh, the listener Alien from Dalgany says, Gayburn hosted a show that was at least broad and interesting. Tubbs host a second rate light entertainment show. Now, maybe that's a bit harsh to call it a second rate light entertainment show. It has changed, though, Joe, hasn't it, dramatically? It, it, in his, it, because, because there's so much more news and current affairs yeah. issues dealt with on television and on radio during the week that they used to be in Gay Burns' time. 
No, you can't compare the two eras. It's to- Ireland has totally changed society. The way we get our media has changed. The way we talk to each other. The way we communicate. The way we discuss current events. Everything's so instant now. I remember the Late Late Show in you know what people would call the golden years, the gay burn years, and people waited until that you know the, for the Friday night, and they waited to see who was on gay show or how they would discuss the big issues of the day. And then they now, gave out about how terrible it was. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, but you, you can't do it. That's not how it works anymore. So Toberty has to compete in this hugely crowded marketplace where people are talking directly to each other as well, you know, about, the, the for instance, the Robert, the, the Troy kind of affair. But if you wait until Friday night for that, it's already happened, you know, so it, it's not the same. What type of things on the programme appeal to you, Grace? The toy show, of course. He's had some bangers come out of that. Come on, like, you have to give him a bit of credit for those, at least. There was the wee fella who had a hug for everyone. Do you remember that? Like, that was just lovely. Adam King, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's those kind of moments that I like um, mostly. And as I say, I wouldn't be tuning in every week. Uh, Of course, there is a modern phenomenon as well, Grace, of people just getting onto social media, spending their night almost watching it so they can be outraged on social media. There is that, but also we have such access to, you know, the likes of the guests that he has on anyway through social media that you wonder, you know, is there a kind of need for it anymore in a sense? Let's move on and let's talk about a new Vogue Williams show, Joe, which I believe you're very interested in. <laughs> I don't know if enough interest in it is the right word, man. But this is this sounds nuts, to be honest with you. And there's a great there's a great piece in the Guardian which I recommend to anybody to read. Uh, it's called um, this is Vogue Williams is presenting a new show on E4 called Send Nudes Body SOS <laughs> right question mark and the Guardian's called it jaw droppingly odd and it it starts at ten thirty five on E4 uh, this Wednesday, right? But, but what's so in the it? Pr- Okay, well, let me try and explain this to you. I'm looking forward to you explaining this to us, Joe. Yeah, okay. So Vogue Williams invites two people onto a huge, huge white-lit stage, very futuristic, right? They then gaze at a 3D avatar of their own naked bodies, which is made up of 140 nude photographs of them, which has been rendered by a team of 3D artists, surgeons and specialists in in this kind of thing, right? So then the two guests, and this uh, this week, the first week, is a guy called Steph, who's... um, who's a bit concerned about the size of, of a vital a vital organ and there's a, there's a lady or sorry Steph is a lady who's uncomfortable with her boobs and Stephen's a guy who's uncomfortable with something else they then describe what they don't like about their body then they describe what they want to have about their body then in another avatar of a top plastic surgeon comes on and explains what they can do about it but then it all goes out to the vote of a panel of 50 people who stare at the nude avatar and vote on what changes the two pe- the guinea pigs, so naked guinea pigs, should make. It's completely bonkers sounding and I'm actually, I'm going to watch it just to see how in the hell they pull it off because it sounds like the most complicated reality TV stroke cosmetic surgery stroke I'm unhappy with my body show of all time. Grace, you look very interested in it, are you? I just, I agree with Joe, like I think it's absolutely mad and it kind of reminds me of, do you remember like The Swan or 10 Years Younger yeah, and yeah. women would have between 12 and 18 surgeries, so minimum of 12 over the course of three months and they would totally alter their appearance and it was you know, I listened to this podcast recently called Unreal by journalists Pandora Sykes and Sharon Kale and they did a deep dive on it and it's just you know, so toxic, it's ridiculous Um, so I wonder whether it's sort of a modern take on these shows and sort of to show the effects 
of the likes of those shows. And it's it's going to be interesting to see, you know, especially with a sort of jury vote, what people think better before or after. You know, I'm really, really curious about it. OK, of course, this is Vogue Williams been more successful in British television than she ever was here in Ireland. Laura Whitmore also, Maura has been, or sorry, Grace, has been very successful in UK television having left Ireland. But what's this about her taking to the stage after giving up Love Island? Yeah, so apparently she's got up to eight performances a week at the London's Criterion Theatre um, and she's encouraging people to come see her in the West End. Um, it's kind of mad. It's really different for her, but I sort of think it's a good change for her. She got a lot of criticism um, for her hosting skills on Love Island and I think it was the right time to sort of step away for her. She also cited difficulties in her statement in which she said she was going to be leaving. And these difficulties included uh, scheduling, but also, you know, quote unquote, format difficulties. And I wonder whether she was starting to get a bit uncomfortable with the things that, you know, viewers were seeing as well with the kind of toxicity on these shows. And then, of course, Love Island's biggest Irish star was Maura Higgins, Joe. And there's no talk of her presenting the reboot of Big Brother. Yeah, Big Brother's going to come back on ITV after five years and I think it's actually ITV are clever about this. I think they're really going to, to clean up on this because it's almost, and, and, and Maura Higgins is being tipped as the, the kind of the new Davina McCall, who I think she'd be absolutely fantastic at it. She's only done two, presented two shows there. She did Glow Up Ireland, which was very good, it was on makeup and she did a great job in Dancing on Ice. And that, Glow Up Ireland obviously was, was an Irish show. Uh, she's she is. She's got the right personality. She's got the right background. She's got the right looks. Obviously, she's very comfortable on camera. And Big Brother is, I think, coming back at the right time because I think there is a bit of a backlash to Love Island. Big Brother producers are saying what they're not going to do is have 15, 10 or 15, you know, 21 year old social influencers in bikinis and shorts, uh, muscle bone guys and big boobs girls walking around the Big Brother house. They're going to do a mix of people, which was what made Big Brother such compelling viewing back in the day. And I think we forget as the original kind of reality show how good Big Brother was and what an impact it made. It was the daddy of them all. Now it's coming back. And I think Maura Higgins, if she gets it, that's could That could make her a very, very big star or even bigger star again. Okay, picks of the week. What are you suggesting, Grace, from Disney Plus? So my pick of the week is Welcome to Wrexham. Um, It's this docu-series chronicling the purchase and stewardship of Wrexham AFC. And now I'm not someone who's super into football. I'll watch the odd match and I know who Mbappe is and Salah and... Ronaldo, of course. Top level stuff, not quite Wrexham <laughs> from Wales. No. Exactly. They so it's this um, Welsh football club. They are in League Two, I oh, no, believe. They're, the, they're in the fifth tier of English football. Yeah. They're outside the Football League even. So they're on the lowest rung of the ladder and they actually at one point were in the Championship. So they're looking to sort of excel and bring themselves up through the ranks. With Ryan Reynolds, the Hollywood actor, exactly. and Robin Michael-Henney doing it. Yeah. So, so and, this is real life Ted Lasso. Stuff. Yeah, it's it's such a nice juxtaposition too. So you've got this small town community feel juxtaposed with the, these Hollywood stars and their lives in their gorgeous mansions and stuff like that. But it really is very, very interesting. It's got two episodes out right now and they come out every Thursday. What do you make of this one, Joe? Would you be interested in that? Two Hollywood I'd... stars taking over an, Amer- an English, Welsh football team, excuse me. Yeah, I actually saw Ireland play Wales in Wrexham in the Jack Charlton years, many, many years ago, and I went by a car ferry to get there. So I've, I'm kind of a grow for Wrexham, but uh, 
in the ground. But um, yeah, I definitely watch it. I mean, I was a fan of Ted Lasso, at least the first two two series anyway. And uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney, I've seen the trailers for it. I know a bit about the background. They seem to have, it's not just a stunt for them. Obviously, it's a bit of a stunt, but they seem their hearts are in the right places about this. And it looks like a really uplifting kind of good news story. So yeah, I'll okay. definitely watch it. Um, your choice is on ITV tonight. Yeah. Yeah, this is Aidan Turner. He's back in... Um, this is a major, major, and it looks a lot of money on the screen. It's called The Suspect. It's on ITV tonight. The first is sick of five part crime drama series. Aidan Turner, Irish actor, Paul Dark, of course. He plays Dr. Joe Lachlan, who's this psychologist, a very popular psychologist who has this kind of, you know, media profile and talking about serial killers and talking about, uh, you know, the darker side of that kind of, of crime. He seems to have the perfect life. It gets involved in this very high profile incidence where he saves somebody's life that goes viral. And he then gets involved in this big, huge, um, you know, serial killer case. Is he the perfect man? Is he all that he seems? It looks great. It's shot around London. Uh, Aidan Turner's very good. A lot of Irish people love him. I think this is a real winner. The first big drama series of the autumn, really, even though we're even just starting. So it's The Suspect, ITV, 9pm tonight. And very briefly, uh, Grace, I see we're going to get a <laughs> Colleen Rooney documentary after the Wagata Christie win. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're actually... So we, we're going to have... Um, Rooney's perspective but apparently Vardy has another deal kind of in the works I've seen some reporting on that recently but well, I just, She probably needs a deal to recoup some does. of the legal costs from her defeat Absolutely I think it was you know a couple of million Oh it was yeah. at least yeah. Um, so this is going to be great this is going to be absolute crack because if you'll recall some of the false stories that Rooney placed on her Instagram story there was that her house flooded there was that she had visited Mexico to quote make a baby girl and that Rooney had planned to appear on Strictly Come Dancing. So, you know, absolutely mad. It's the stuff of, you know, writers' rooms. It's nuts. All right, we leave it there. Thank you very much, Grace McKeever from Entertainment.ie and Joe O'Shea. We have a listener who says he or she was a teacher of Laura Whitmore's at Loretto Bray, where she was an actress and who had a fabulous voice who was always destined for the stage rather than reality TV shows. So that explains that. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here.